0: Campaign stick back. And today I got the vibrant, the pretty eyes, the, the, the poet, uh, the sensation herself, uh, the one with, with the name that I love saying every time, Sarah Toner.
1: What's up, Sarah? Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me here. You're
0: welcome. Oh, this is good. It's good to see you. It's a nice day, and it is very weird to say that we are here at Avant Garden on a Thursday.
1: Definitely, Listen. it feels great. The sun is out. I'm just yeah. like I just want to sit here and just tan. Yeah,
0: it's not. It's not. It's not a bad day. Like. It's not as hot as it could be, mm-hmm. right? Because we know it's going to get hotter because it's, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning of, of the terrible heat that, that Texas can bring. But, oh, yes. You know, I'm glad that we got to pick a good day. These birds is wildin', though. I'm It's saying. always something. With, it's always something, but they, they ain't going to be. They, they're just going to enjoy the conversation now. They
1: so, know we're famous. They want our autograph. <laughs>
0: Sarah. So uh you all know all you you was born there. You you left at the age of four. Mm-hmm. So you've been you've been in Texas since then? I have. Okay. So how do you like Texas?
1: I miss New Orleans. Okay, yeah. Alright, same. <laughs> same
0: is because I'm the same. I'm like, uh, New Orleans, I mean Texas is nice. I do enjoy Texas. I don't wanna live back in New Orleans. Amen. Right, but I do miss it. I do miss it. Because there's mm-hmm. just there's so many things that, like, you can't do here that you can do there. And it's like, well, why not? Like, I, I never, you know, Texas is different. Texas is Texas. But, mm-hmm. you know, we we all, we all do our thing. So you, you are actually part of the poetry community in, in, in Texas. Like, how long have you been doing poetry for?
1: Uh, That's a good question. There's kind of two different answers. Um, So I discovered poetry through an extra credit assignment through one of my sociology courses when I was only 18. So almost eight years ago. It's kind of crazy to think. Um, So we were learning about um, we were doing our unit on ethics studies and Uh they showed us a poem. And I didn't even know it was poetry. So it was a video and the poem was called To J.K. Rowling from Cho Chang by Rachel Rostad. Yeah. And I watched it and I was like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Like, she got so into character. You could tell that she really meant what she was saying. She added personal experience to Mm -hmm. it. And so I asked my professor, I was like, is this theater? Was that a monologue? Is this, like, speech and debate? What is this? And she said, oh, that was poetry. And I said, but it didn't put me to sleep.
0: (laughs) Because growing up, I always Uh, thought
1: poetry, uh, Shakespeare, a bunch of boring old white men talking out their asses. I'm like, I don't want to listen to that crap. Like, I'd I'd rather do math. So then I discover spoken word. And I'm like, okay, this is actually cool. (laughs) Um, So I would just, every single day after I got home from school in the gym, I would just go into my little corner of my room and I would just watch button poetry. I was like that weird kid that never went to a rave, never went to a frat party. They're like, oh, she's watching her poetry videos again. We're going to go have fun. I'm like, I'm having fun right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So you really got deep into it. I really did. But that's crazy that like you didn't, okay, I, I guess understanding what poetry is and then knowing what poetry is at the time? Mm-hmm. Like back then, yeah, I knew of poetry, but I always thought of like you know Def Jam, oh Snap Snap, oh yeah, somebody with a black turtleneck, you mm-hmm. know, with a spotlight on them and in a round somewhere, mm-hmm. just speaking some haikus. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's, I man, that's that's cool, but you know, that's not nothing I want to go watch. Right. And, until like I actually got more into doing entertainment, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, oh okay, so. Uh, I knew a few people down in New Orleans that actually did poetry and I was like Ooh. oh this is okay this is nice like I've always wanted to express my words like I, at, at one point I used to rap mm-hmm. and I was like okay yeah I'm rapping I'm, I'm making beats and shit this is what I'm going to be doing mm-hmm. and then that, that fell by the wayside that then, you know there's a, there's a whole bunch of bunch of ideas that come into this head. And it's like, all right, let's see where we can go with this. But, mm-hmm. you know, they don't stick all the time. I and it's hear just that. like, ah, all right, where does this go? And so I've always had a knack for being able to put words together. So mm-hmm. eventually I got up to where uh, I started doing you know what I don't think I've ever started poetry without it being comedy really without it being comedy poetry Mm -hmm. yeah like I've never got up and just wrote something and just read something serious like I've had creative writing classes and things like that Mm -hmm. and I wrote poems for assignments and stuff but I've never got up in front and actually did poetry that was just straight spoken word not what you see not not the comedy thing so Mm -hmm. now that I think about it like, that's how, that's what got me to actually wanting to do poetry, because I understood that, oh, I have something, but it ain't working in comedy at this moment. Uh-huh. You know, it's silly, but it ain't, it ain't comedy silly for me, for my life, because I, I like, I like to do really well. I don't, I don't like to get on stage and have a terrible time. I Speaking of that. terrible times.
1: <laughs> What's how up? Do you
0: deal, how do you deal, how do you deal with, like, when you flub up on stage?
1: Like, um let's see I try and make a joke out of it if I can yeah um, I'm not like a comedic poet but I try and incorporate some bits of humor into my poems if I possibly can yeah um, there was one particular time where I tried to pat I tried to push through it and it did not work it was actually on live stream at one <laughs> and it was my Goldilocks poem uh-huh. and one of the lines is provide her with her needs and that is not what I said on that stage I accidentally said I don't know what was going through my mind. I accidentally said, provide her with nudes oh, on wow. stage. And I didn't catch it, but then I hear Sophie's laugh. And we all know Sophie's laugh is yeah. funnier than the damn joke. And so then I hear this little <laughs> giggle in the background. I was like, oh, shit, what did I just say? And I was. everyone else was laughing. And I'm just like, God, how do I pass this off? And I just kind of froze on stage, couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. But if I'm able to, I'll try and, like, make a joke out of it. Um, there was one poem where I had about a friend that treated me really badly. So I was just... Doing a poem about her yeah. and i forgot one of my lines and i said something like oh you make me so damn mad you made me forget one of my lines but you know what i'm like you i have a brain so i'm just gonna improv <laughs>
0: and you just improv the poem on the stage Yeah.
1: If, if I'm able to that's what I do
0: I, that's alright that is one of the things that I whenever I I, I try to like I'm not a verbatim person mm-hmm. and memory for me I thought would be terrible but I'm actually pretty good at it mm-hmm. I, I guess it's the ADHD that just keeps it going but I hear uh, that I, I have ADHD I, too yeah, yeah it's like why does this stay in here I can't remember fucking formulas or nothing like that and, and things for assignments but this right because I want to. Because exactly. I like this. That's why. That's And true. so I, I know when I get on stage that most some people don't understand that I've messed up. But in my head, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I fucked that all up. Like mm-hmm. all of that was terrible to me, but people come up to me and say, like, oh man, that was good. And my way of dealing with that is beat myself up about mm-hmm. uh, it. This is something that I've uh I guess uh, I have to figure a way out of. People mm-hmm. tell me, you know, that I, I get ideas from other people. They'd be like, "Hey, you shouldn't do that. Treat yourself this way uh-huh. instead of always be." But I'm all, I'm always my hardest critic mm-hmm. to myself. Definitely. Like, what is what is your? I guess what is what is your stance on that? Like, how do you how do you deal with the the critic your own critics? Like, how do you deal with that yourself? Like, because I know mm-hmm. sometimes when you get on stage, you might be like, "Oh, I messed that up," but like, you know, you feel terrible on the inside how do you deal with that
1: um i just kind of give myself a moment and just remind myself hey you're a human being that is going to happen it doesn't matter if it's a poem you've done two times or 200 times sometimes we just have little brain farts here and there (laughs) Um, i remind myself that every single poet has done it or will do it at some point whether on a small stage a big stage i've seen it from you know even like big name poets i've seen it on video it It happens. It's unfortunate when it happens because it's like, oh, dang it. Or like you're really trying to impress someone. I one
0: time right here. I can't go back and do it again. Oh, yes. But
1: I just kind of give myself, I'm like, okay, you know what? It's okay to feel bad about it. It's okay to be a little bit down about it. But at the end of the day, you're a human being before you're a poet. You're a human being before you're anything else. And you're going to make mistakes. But as far as what I've seen from you, I've never seen you like mess up. Like Ah. Every time that I've ever seen you perform, I mean, you have me like holding my stomach. To the point where I'm like, I need you to get off stage so I can get some oxygen, please.
0: You know, I, I learned that from uh, cheerleaders. Really? Uh, yeah, I was a cheerleader at high school and in college. So... Mm-hmm. Like, that was one of the things that was like, man, you people don't know what you about to do. Mm-hmm. As long as you keep smiling or bring it on also with the Vaseline on the mouth. So you, you always... I remember you're always that. Vaseline on the teeth, so you always keep that smile open. Mm-hmm. And so I just, that I, I, I keep that in my head to where it's like, as long as you can keep going, mm-hmm. the stumble is fine. Like... If you keep going, people ain't knowing that you messed up. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. You know, but and I gotta keep telling myself that because, like, most of the time, he was like, hey man, I was, that was nice. And he's like, okay. But in my head, I'm like, ah. So. That's one of the monsters mm-hmm. that I'm like, hey man, they don't know. They don't know, exactly. they don't know. It's still it's still impressive. Right. You know? So it's like, oh, okay. I right. um, me and these demons we fight though. It's, oh, always yes. mm-hmm. it's always back and forth. It's always back. What is your what is your memory process?
1: My memory process? Yeah, how do you how do you, how do you how
0: do you memorize? Like where okay, hmm. okay, okay, let's start this. Where where do you like to write? What do you like to write about and how's your memory?
1: let's see as far as where i like to write um it's kind of a paradox because i don't do well writing in my own home because i'll get distracted by Grey's anatomy so i have to be out somewhere the problem is that i don't write well sober and i can't go get drunk at starbucks (laughs) i mean i could but they probably would frown upon that like my favorite place to get my favorite place to write is starbucks but i have to be Either drunk or high to do it. Pre-game. <laughs>
0: you got a pre-game before you get there. Okay, exactly. i Exactly.
1: I just, like, bring, like, a shot of vodka, order yeah. one of those, like, peach teas or something like that just mix it go outside they don't know (laughs) hot toddy okay (laughs) exactly exactly um so i usually like to write at like a coffee shop or just somewhere where i can be outdoors i do my best work when i'm in nature when i feel grounded um i usually like to write about my perspective on things so i don't really have a lot of poems that are very much like this is who i am and this is how i'm feeling it's more about this is my perspective on this idea so i write a lot about human relationships human connections. (sighs) Mental health would be one of my favorite topics. Um, so, stuff like that. And then, what was the third question again? Oh, your memory. My memory. Um, so, <laughs> I wish my memory was better than it actually was. Yeah. Um, I would think that, like, because I love poetry so much, you know, I would be able to memorize it immediately. And unfortunately, that's not the case. It's
0: not the case. Oh, man, it's yes. not the case.
1: I unfortunately am not one of those people that can just grab it and go. Um, so, I will have to rehearse it over and over and over with the phone, with the iPad, with the piece of paper. Yeah. And and then by the time that i can do it without thinking about the words by the time that i can literally just get on stage and be performing it with the choreo with the choreography with the emotions with the facial changes mm. but my brain is somewhere completely different that's how i know i've got it down so i can be on stage doing the best poem of my life and in the back of my head i'm like i could really go for some whataburger right now <laughs> like that damn buffalo chicken sandwich came back that's all i want right now and i'm over here doing this damn poem oh, yeah. like when i can go completely Somewhere else in my head That's how I know I finally got it
0: Truly as you know that you're an artist When you just point out that it's not just The poem that you recite It's Mm -hmm. also the motions, the choreography Everything Mm -hmm. else that goes into it Just so that memory can be there Like I, uh, from time to time I used to, and I noticed that this helped. I just wanted to try different things Mm -hmm. uh, depending on what helps with memory. And uh, I used to dance. I used to be in a dance crew in Mm -hmm. college. And so I know that muscle memory is a thing. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, all right, if I can get this muscle memory down, what if I recite my poem as I work out?
1: That is so smart. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I I started doing curls and started reciting my poem in my head. Mm -hmm. And because I'm very... I flail a lot mm-hmm. with, with my hands and everything. It made it like 10 times quicker. And I'm like, oh, okay, because like me curling is just kind of like me doing my arm motions and whatnot. Well. Mm-hmm. But also going over it in my head, it's like it's sticking with certain movements that uh, mm-hmm. as, as I memorize. So in my head, it, it's. I I think of memorization as homework. Mm hmm. And I don't like homework.
1: Same. So, I never did mine. Yeah. How I got through college, I don't know. <laughs> oh,
0: my goodness. I fucking stopped. I was like, I won't <laughs> do this no more. But I, 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 so in my head, I don't look at it as memorization. Mm-hmm. I look at it as uh, something fun that I get to present to people as soon as I get it, though.
1: Oh, that co- that is a complete game changer yeah. right there! Oh yeah. my gosh! So
0: it, it I I I, I kind of tricked my brain mm-hmm. to where it's like, oh, you're not doing homework, you're doing something that's about to uh, wow people pretty soon. As soon as you as soon as you can get it, uh-huh. as soon as you get it, you good. You can go take it out. You can take it out in the street. Like it's like I'm inside building a little mechanism or a robot, mm-hmm. but nobody can't see it yet because it's not done. Mm-hmm. But once it's done, I get to bring it to everybody and everybody's like, oh wow! Mm-hmm. And that's. That's fun That I like to think of it that way Because uh-huh. I think of it as like Oh I've got to do this Or I've got to go home and study Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like ah, oh, I'm an adolescent Like when it comes to that I'm not what I'm not listening to myself Telling Same. me to go study yeah. I never did that <laughs> I studied five <laughs> minutes before I got to get on, uh, on, on, like, before I got to go to school or uh, mm-hmm. five minutes before the test. That's that was everything me. sticks. Yeah. Exactly. It's like yeah. it's fresh
1: in your brain. I remember there was one time where we did the, the WALPS qualifier this year, and it was my first time doing it. What is that? Uh, The Women of the World Poetry Slam. Oh. So um, I didn't make it to the big stage, but I did make it to the qualifier. And I remember um, I was so excited. And Safi tells me after the qualifier, he said, Sarah, that was the best I've ever seen you slam. And what he didn't know, and what he's probably not going to know unless he listens to this, (laughs) is that was the most unprepared I have ever shown up to a slam in my entire life. I made last minute changes. I took a three and a half minute poem and chopped it the hell down to make it a two minute poem. I made so many different changes. There was one that I think I wrote it like on the back of my hand. I was kind of trying to like do the hand motion. I'm like looking at my hand at the what? same time. And he was like, that's the best I've ever seen. And I was just like, oh, my God, I was so maybe unprepared. I should show up unprepared more wow. often. I was like, is this an ADHD thing where like I just hey, show up the at moment. the last minute yep. and then I wow everyone. But then yes. I memorize something. And then at that point, I'm like a robot. I, maybe it was the adrenaline or uh, something because uh, I don't get nervous going up there. You don't? I don't ever. Nope. I don't get. I'm not afraid of public speaking. Oh shit! I actually like public speaking. Is that weird?
0: I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's awesome. You do have you do have a command of the stage when you get up there. Oh, and it is you. It is very comforting. Like I, I like because you don't from just afar. You're like, oh, she's okay. That's you know. But when you get up there, it's like, oh, I'm here. Hey, all right. <laughs> I'm, yes, I am listening, and, like you, and then you tell a re, a, re, a related story mm-hmm. that that either deals with like your personal issues or, or, or with a friend, mm-hmm. and it's like we we friends i've been knowing you huh like oh snap like i think i feel as if we've hung out together after right. you recite a poem of yours i'm like man it feels like i really know her now mm-hmm. it just it, you're, you're so detailed but you're so precise by what, what you like to speak on and it mm-hmm. is it captivates me every time. I'm like, all Thank right, yeah. That, see, that's why I don't be one of those people that stand out to me. Like, you see poets, like, everybody, especially out here, mm-hmm. everybody's really good. Definitely like, everybody's is. Is really good. And, but you, you see those outliers that stand the fuck out. And it's like, yo. This is awesome, and I want you to rub off on me. That's what I want. I want you to be infectious, real quick, and just give me a little bit of what you got, cause I like it. You know, it's like Thank this you. is amazing. Yeah, it's it's good to being um, being in, in both realms of comedy and poetry. Mm-hmm. Like you get to see the dynamics of how people actually work mm-hmm. and how they, you know, how they go about their art. Mm-hmm. You know, so like. Say that you never get nervous is that's awesome Thank like you. I have I've never been on I've never been able to get to a stage like maybe like five minutes before or mm-hmm. 20 minutes before, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. But, like, when it's time, like, I know my name is about to be called. And then that's when the nerves hit. Gotcha. And it's like, how am I about to do this? Like, mm-hmm. how am I? I don't know if I can say words at this moment. Mm-hmm. But then when I get up there, another the person takes over. And it's like, don't worry, I got this. And it's like a flip switch on. Uh, did I say that? Right. A switch flips on. There we go. I didn't a flip catch switch that. on. I was yeah. like, that sounds right. I was like, this is... <laughs> This is sounded right in my head, but yeah, a switch flips on and then boom, you got this guy. But you are you are just always that person, like you are that person on and off stage. Like you've you found your 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 poetry voice, and that's 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 awesome. Like I am, it took me a minute just to find my comedy voice, Mm -hmm. and like I think I finally got it. You Uh, do. Thank you. (laughs) With, 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 With poetry. Uh, there's there's so many personas and personalities that I feel that I like to take over mm-hmm. depending on what I'm talking about. Because I have a wide range of silly shit to just <laughs> to mention. It's just mm-hmm. like, all right. But depending on what I'm talking about, I... I definitely have to kind of like change my personality. Like, it, it, like I had one grandma, I have one poem about grandmothers. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm more soft and subtle when I go ahead and mention that. But I also have the poem about bidets. And, <laughs> exactly. So it's. <laughs> ah, she started,
1: yes! <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite poems that and the eyebrow one yes. like anytime i let someone see me without my eyebrows i got two <laughs> words for you happy halloween happy ha- <laughs> and i'm an eyebrow fanatic so yeah. like the first time i heard you do that poem i didn't even i didn't even realize it was you and then i didn't see you for yeah. like three years so yeah. i remember i was drinking something and all i hear is where are you going with these eyebrows and i like spit my drink out who
0: is that <laughs> Uh, and it I uh, English class is what uh, helps me with things like that. With uh, uh, they always say the first sentence has to be the most captivating sentence, Definitely. just to bring your audience in. So I've taken that with me on the comedy stage, and it works here with poetry. Mm-hmm. And like to be able to see y'all and to just soak up everything, because. Uh, I've only been doing, I haven't been doing poetry as long as I've been doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Like I've been doing poetry a lot less. I think I've been doing comedy for about 11 years. I'd say poetry about four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, it has been a learning curve. Like, just to see, because there's still, out here, it's different when it comes to an audience. Mm-hmm. Like, out here, the audience is very giving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you feel the love from that, you feel their energy. Other places, sometimes it's not that. Sometimes it's grimy, and I'm like, "This is poetry. Why is this so grimy right now?" Exactly,
1: Uh, it makes you want to just like run off stage and be like, "Am I the problem or are you the problem?" Like, (laughs) yes,
0: yeah. And so, like, to come here and be like, "Man, I hope." Is it like this everywhere? I've been to L.A. and I. And they have certain places that are like this, but LA is so spread out. It's not mm-hmm. a big community unless you really rock with one person, right. uh, or or a group, a few group, a group of few people. Mm-hmm. But it's still LA. There's is like there's oh, so yes. many people out there. So how do you know who to gravitate towards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but who really inspires you?
1: Uh, so many people Good. So many people um, I would say that When I first started poetry My biggest inspirations would be uh, Like Omar Holman mm-hmm. um, Because he does a lot of Where he'll incorporate a lot of comedy Into his poetry mm-hmm. But it's not like comedic poetry yeah. It always has a serious meaning But he's going to make you laugh first To kind of give you a little bit of that relief yeah. And that's what I like to do as well Neil Hilborn, Melissa losado Oliva Phil Kay, Sarah Kay um, And then now that I'm here I would say that I am inspired a lot by poetry or die so a lot of people in that community. Um, Amir Safi of course. I remember the first time I saw a poem by him. I didn't even realize it was him when I came here because it was way before I even found Right About Now and I was at school and it was during the year that I went through a level of hell I did not know humanly possible and that's what kind of led me to poetry. That's a whole other story. Um, But I was in the computer lab finishing up an assignment and my friend Tracy's like you gotta see this poem about Whataburger. I was Like, oh shit, I'm like addicted to Whataburger, give it to me. And so then I came here and I was like, wait a minute, that's the guy doing the Whataburger. Oh my god, that's Mm, him? It didn't even dawn on me. I was like, dude, you're like hella famous. So yeah, Sophie's been a real big inspiration. Um Kanai especially has been a huge inspiration to me. Um, you, of course. Yeah. And honestly, just so many people. Like, I could name them all, but we be, we'll be here until my 30th birthday. And I'm 25.
0: <laughs> That's good. This is, a, this is a big community out here. And to say that you can just rattle off names like that, that is – that that speaks a lot about poetry because mm-hmm. I every time I think about it. What's your profession? My profession? Yeah.
1: Um, right now I do human resources until poetry kicks off full the time. Then that's right. gonna be my profession. And see, but... in my head
0: I am like, man, because I know what it takes to be a comedian, and mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. So for for the poetry, and I know it, I know it can pop off because I've seen it for, for so many people. But I'm like, man, the bar is set. When it comes to trying to like make it in the industry of poetry, and I'm uh-huh. like, man, but I, the faces and, and the talent that I see out here, I understand it's all, it's all gonna start trickling, and just boom, eventually we're gonna be there. Yes, yeah. I'm ready for that day. Like, it, it, no, no matter. As long as we keep going, it's mm-hmm. gonna happen. Right. Just because of the talent and, and the the rubbish that is out there now, mm-hmm. it's like oh, just just wait till you see my friends, you know? Yes, not, oh, I can't <laughs> wait. Like uh, as soon as all this gets noticed and starts to pop off, I'm like, okay, I see this is what we've been telling y'all about. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why y'all, you know, because it's you know you got a, a 15 second clip of something silly that you know nobody really worked on, mm-hmm. but we got these people that's out here putting the time in for sure. To, why do you do it?
1: Um, so there's a bit of a story behind it. You mm-hmm. mind if I tell?
0: Go. Go for it.
1: So I would say I kind of started dabbling a little bit in writing poetry mm-hmm. when I turned 20. So that would have been my junior year of college. Um, and then the way that I realized that I had a talent for it was I had entered in this poem that I wrote and it was the very first poem I ever wrote. And it was for a girl that I liked that unfortunately didn't like me back. It was like, I liked her, but she liked this boy, but he liked this boy. And then yeah. there was someone that liked me. And I, it, it was just like a whole triangle of like people being liked by people that didn't like them back and liking people that didn't like them back but i wrote it for her anyway she never saw it um but i was like i'm just gonna keep this it's called i want to love you like a broke college kid inspired by asia sampson he has a poem called 90s love yeah so then i heard that there was a women's competition at my school and i was like oh i'll just enter it was not expecting any outcome whatsoever other than participation i just wanted to understand how it worked it was my very first slam third overall (gasps) Yep. My very first competition. So I realized, oh, I've got this real talent for it, but I never really did much with it. I just kind of was like, okay, that's cool. Um, I was more busy with school and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and work. Um, And then my final year of college, which was the year before I started coming to poetry, I went through some shit some
0: shit. And I, I guess that's kind
1: of like how we all got on that stage. Is like yeah. anyone, you ask them, like, why do you do it? They're like, well, I've been through some shit and I need somewhere to put it. Um, yes, like, definitely. I, it's like, I got a bunch of shit. That stage is the toilet. Okay, that was a bad metaphor. Bad
0: metaphor. I liked it. Um, yeah, there you all types of metaphors on this show.
1: Oh, God, yes. I, I could come up with them all. <laughs> but um, during that year, I went through some trauma, capital uh, T, um, and it just kind of seem like a domino effect where have you ever had that season of your life where it's like everything's going so good and it takes one thing to mess it up and then everything yeah, goes to my shit. shit is
0: the rule of threes it's always something it's first thing that happens mm-hmm. second thing that happens is a little greater and then there's a the third thing that happens it's like i should cry now i could probably cry this yes. is okay to cry now right yeah, yeah it's like yeah. okay
1: everybody clear <laughs> yeah
0: yeah 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 i'm about to explode the, the domino effect has ended and now i must you get it all out. Yes. I'm like yeah. I'm a
1: cancer but I don't want anyone knowing that. I don't want anyone seeing my emotions. <laughs> so after that year, it it was more so I actually read somewhere recently where it said something along the lines of the way that you were affected by your trauma is determined less by the trauma itself and more by how alone that you felt during that trauma and that would explain it because I look back on what I went through and I'm like I mean yeah it was bad but it wasn't anywhere near the level that other people have gone through so I kind of felt like for a while I didn't have a right to complain I didn't have a right to talk about it but a lot of it was that a lot of people that I thought really had my back just turned their back on me and of course it's so cliche you find out who your true friends are when you go through stuff and yada 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 but it's real it's real like you know, I, there are so many things I could say about that. But it got to the <laughs> point where exactly I was just about. stuck in survival mode for yes. so long where it's like I used to be the person that was super outgoing, making friends everywhere I went.
0: But now it's like, can I trust you? Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: It really affected my ability to connect with people. I even talked about this on Instagram yesterday where, yeah. you know, it's one thing when you're happy and you're doing great and you feel <laughs> so loved by everyone around you. But then it's like when you're going through stuff, people don't know how to talk with you. they no. They, like, tiptoe around eggshells, and I'm like we can still have a conversation. Yeah. I'm depressed. I don't hate you. Right. Like Jesus Christ, <laughs> you know, and sometimes Please. it just takes one person to say, Hey, are you okay? And if not, what can I do? You know, where you are so quick to say things like, Oh, I'm sending you love during this time or yeah, reach out yeah. anytime. But are we reaching out to them? Are we saying, Hey, can I come drop something off for dinner for you? Do you want to go for a drive and just talk? Right. Like It really, it was the loneliness that really got me. Yep. Not, not as much as the trauma. And so when I left that environment I realized something that yes you need to leave the environment that is making you sick in order to heal but simply leaving the environment does not does not equal healing the mm. amount of work that you have to do afterwards is immense so i moved back home with my parents i got my degree yeah communication Hello. studies minor in sociology Come <laughs> on. congrats! Uh, thank you very much <laughs> um i got my first job about two months later i was working oh, in recruiting nice. um and then i was kind of like I still had all that anger and I thought once I get the job, I'll be happy. Once I'm no yeah. longer in that environment, I'll be happy. Once yeah. I'm away from those people, I'll be happy. And it was always like, I will be happy when this external thing occurs. And it's like, baby girl, you got to deal with the internal gotta, shit. I got to deal with it now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I re-enrolled in therapy once my insurance kicked in. Hello. Um, and then I heard about right about now from a coworker and I was like, oh, that sounds like what I was doing at school, but it's more frequent and it's a bigger stage. Yeah so I came here in August of 2019 it was pouring rain and everything told me to turn back and I'm like I'm making it there if it kills me I
0: gotta go. Um, yeah. and at
1: that point I was just watching I was like I'm going to check out the venue see what it's like before I actually get on stage and I was like yeah I'm coming back so by the time October rolled around um, I was coming pretty regularly and it gave me a creative outlet it wasn't just like a fun activity it wasn't just an opportunity yeah. to make friends it was a way for mm-hmm. me to get all that shit out of my body all all that shit out of my soul out of my heart and just just get it out it was it be, so cathartic. it became a
0: passion after that it's not, it a, did. it's not a hobby anymore right yeah This and it's so strange to see because uh, you're not a normal person you're not Other <laughs> everybody else that doesn't get up on the stage and do what we do they're mm-hmm. normies and mm-hmm. that's how I look at it as because they don't understand the energy that we intake whenever we go up on stage because mm-hmm. there's so many people that are giving us all types of energy mm-hmm. and, and depending on what we give them back it could be a wicked day you know and oh yeah I had, I I was asked this yesterday By Will Loden Mm -hmm. He was like Man uh, I can count on my hand How many times I performed Happy Really? Yeah Meaning that He's never 100% Mm -hmm. Whenever he's on stage It's always something But he knows that that This is my passion This is what I do Mm Mm-hmm even though that I'm going through things, I'm going to get on stage. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's that was, I was like, damn, you know what? I can't tell you the last time I was on stage 100% happy.
1: Honestly, same.
0: Yeah. I, and, it, and it never dawned on me mm-hmm. because I'm like, you know, I'm always a chipper person. But I can think about the days where I was like, Man, I'm having a shitty ass day. Mm-hmm. This is shitty. The week's shitty. The month's been shitty, but I, I would still go up and get on stage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But that didn't mean I was happy. That exactly. just meant because I needed to work on things and this is what's going to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, wow. And it, and it opened my mind to a whole bunch of. I'm like, my, my thinking and thought process about it. It was like, I don't. This as long as I can get through it I'll be okay. Yes. Like I know I'm not always going to 100% be happy and shit. Mm-hmm. But just like working out, as long as you get through it, mm-hmm. you feel a lot better in the end.
1: Definitely is. <sighs> yes
0: you know this is like lessons that I learned just along the way of living you know Mm -hmm. it's like oh okay you know ain't nobody told me this but it's like this is probably something I should write down in my book like I should drop this note down it's like the world Mm -hmm. gave me some notes and I'm supposed to take this down and and that's that's the things that I have in my head I'm like okay keep this for future memories because Uh that's that's good to know definitely is like you're so how long have you been in therapy?
1: Um, I started, let's see, when I was 19 in the year 2016. Um, Oh, that almost fucked me up for a
0: second. I was like, wait, (laughs) wait, okay. All right. Got it. Cool. All All good.
1: So that's when I started um, and I kind of did it a little off and on. So for about a year, I was doing it once a week, very regularly. Um, And then it kind of turned into, we'll do it twice a week or uh, twice a month, sometimes once a month, depending on where I was. Um, So now it's more of like a case by case basis where she's pretty much like, yeah, you seem to have the tools that you need, but if, you know, things do get to that point or, you know, you go through a season, it's like, you're having a really hard time bouncing back, then just come back. Um, and I'm a huge advocate for mental health. I yeah. say that I believe that every human being should go to therapy at least once in their life. Personally, I think therapy should be built into our life the same way that doctor's appointments are, dentist yeah. appointments. Like, like we're seeing doctor. Months. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Okay. You know, we should just be able to have I was someone just gonna to ask talk you. to. I was
0: going to ask you. I was like, so when... Because in my head, therapy is like, oh, you need to do this because... To to work things out Mm -hmm. And you need to see this person frequently But I'm like How how does that go How do you go about Finding a therapist And then when you have this therapist Is this Mm -hmm. forever Or does this stop at some point Now you know when you can stop
1: Um, honestly, that's a great question. I think that it's something that you and the person would have to discuss um, because there can be so many reasons why someone goes to therapy, whether it's because they're dealing with, you know, a mental illness and they're having trouble coping, or maybe they are just going through a really bad season in their life. Um, there have been so many reasons why I've been in therapy. Like, uh, when I started therapy, it was more so because of a trauma that I had gone through. And then at one point I was in this horrible, horrible job. And I was literally like, my my therapy sessions were literally just me roasting my boss because I couldn't do it to his face. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. I think okay. one thing that I really struggled with was the transition from high school, or not high school, uh, college to the work world. Because uh, I had always been the kid. I've always been the outsider, the one that just like never fit in. Yeah. Um. I've always been kind of a black sheep, kind of the the one that does things a little bit differently. Yeah. Like she she's cut from a different cloth. That's like, why
0: they're the normies, <laughs> and you're the entertainer.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um. But in one aspect of my life, I had always excelled, and that was academics. So I was always you the kid two that like look had very a very. S- oh, thank you, thank hey, you.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> was like, oh, you <laughs> like the random the gifted kid college. with ADHD. Hell yeah. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) For sure. Thank you. But um, I think, like, I was always the person that, like, I had a select few friends, but I never had a big group. Um, I was never good at sports. I have two left feet. And so academics (laughs) was always my thing. And I didn't have poetry as a kid. I didn't even start it until I was already an adult. So academics was always my thing. So all of a sudden, I go from 16 years of, you know, being good at this one thing and being praised for it, hardcore, to... I just got stripped of my identity. Where else wow. am I supposed to go? You right. know, now I'm an employee, and it doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how good your GPA yeah. is. It's like they give you work, you do Welcome it. Welcome to
0: the world. Welcome to the working world. Oh, God. Yeah. That was so
1: hard on me. Oh my God. It was It was scary. I was like, oh, my God, I'm expected to be this completely different human yeah. being, and You're I don't know how now. to handle this. The
0: are off, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, swim. Where's I'm a, in the I deep just,
1: end, and I, someone's pushing my shoulders.
0: I said, swim. <laughs> <laughs> right. I ain't never been, and nobody taught me this part. Exactly. I don't know about this, I just I, okay, just do it. All right, right, like and that scene from
1: Toy Story. Remember your training? I don't have
0: any training. We 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 get through it though. That's the crazy we do, part about we do. it. It's like, how the hell did I do this? Like that's like me learning stick shift. Mm-hmm. I bought my first, well, the first car that I bought it was stick shift, and all the rest of my cars have been stick shift since then. Uh-huh. But I never knew how to drive a stick shift mm-hmm. before I bought a stick shift. You just kind of learn. Hey, uh, yeah. Yeah, I I learned by driving it home from another state. So, oh my God! Yeah.
1: You said fly, baby bird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. That
0: baby bird got to jump off the branch at some point in time, and that was the time, and I was like, "Ooh, oh learning my lessons."
1: Kudos to you for not going splat.
0: Y'all, oh, it was very, it was nerve wracking and I was like, "I," because uh, it was, it was a point to where um, the battery was terrible on the car. Uh oh. So anytime that you would stall out, the mm-hmm. car would shut off. And I am just getting the differentials together with the the the, the clutch and the pedal, mm-hmm. and give it a little gas, give it a little clutch, uh-huh. take off the clutch, give it a little gas. That shit. Uh, it, I I my feet didn't have the feeling in them to be able to do that. Uh-huh. Like usually you can feel how how to depress something like a button or something with your fingers. Mm-hmm. All right, I should give it this much. I should release that much. Mm-hmm. I'm clunky with my feet. I had no Same. idea, and I'm like, uh, and boom, I'm just my. Are shutting off in the middle mm-hmm. of the highway. Oh yeah, God! I'm trying to start it back up. I, I, I'm forgetting. I'm freaking out. Mm-hmm. I stalled out in front of a bus one time. I'm like, Yo! Bruh. I had to get pushed to the side. There was so many things happening. And, oh my God! Yeah, learning curve, you know. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <It's> Kyle! Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I put God. myself in some crazy situations that I probably, I probably could have thought a little bit harder about and be like, Hey, let's let's go the easy route. But mm-hmm. I like to challenge myself. You know. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Like, I don't know. For me, I think it, it could be an ADHD thing where I'm always like, I just want to chase the high. Yeah. So, like, I don't think it through. Like, my biggest tattoo that is on my arm from a hyper fixation from a Disney movie was a impulse buy. I was sitting in my apartment <laughs> and I was like, I'm bored as hell. Does this place take walk-ins? And now that's permanently on my body. <laughs> what did you get? Um, I don't know if I can show you, but if you've seen the movie Encanto, it's a yeah. candle. And it's big.
0: What? You yep. have the Encanto candle on your arm?
1: I do. And nobody told me not to work out after the yeah. candle. Nobody uh, told me. Nobody gave me discharge instructions. So they put that plastic film on me. I y- go for a run the next day.
0: I sweat ink. all of that ink out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh
1: no. <laughs> it all down. I looked like, I looked like Spider-Man oh, like shit. shooting ink everywhere. Oh, um, no. Got an infection. That burned like hell. Oh. Um, yeah. Thinking's not my thing. I'm, I'm more of like, just, yeah, just so do. Important. just do yes like oh, wow oh my god like is that the only tattoo i have six
0: okay okay huh was that so was that the first it wasn't the first was it
1: um so out of all six tattoos that i have only one was planned all the rest were impulsive buys.
0: okay <laughs> All right, I ain't never been that impulsive when it came to tattoo <laughs> but also I've also drawn all my own tattoos so that, that like Yeah, that. it's like well this isn't impulse, this is me taking time. And yeah, like me being different. That's
1: I do like your different. tattoos, though. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Like I, I want to go back and get more. Mm-hmm. But uh, at this point in time, it's like I gotta prioritize. It's like yeah. I
1: hear that. I hear that. Like my dad was helping me build a budget on Excel, and then I gave it back to him, and he said, "Take tattoos out of the budget." Like <laughs> I was like, "I'm sorry. It needs to be in the budget." Like if I need to shop at Aldi for a little bit, or if yeah. I need to get my clothes from Walmart just so I can get. The this nice little definitely tattoo like... have
0: it in the budget tattooing exactly. is nowadays it's it's, it's it's gotta be part of because tattooing is expensive you don't it want is. just nothing shitty on your body exactly. that's, that's forever right but yeah you definitely I, I i i never i never set aside anything mm-hmm. when it comes to tattoos it's always impulsive but i know what i want I know what I'm going to get, but it's usually one of those times where it's like, hey, you want to get a tattoo? It's like, man, it's random. Uh, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure, I got some drawings. Let's see who, who can do what. Exactly. And it's never that day. It's never that day when it comes to me because it's always like we can't draw that. It's like, oh, you want that? Man, it's gonna take some time. Man, mm-hmm. there's some little lines. Why it's gotta be this complicated? I'm like, shit. I, you know, so it's always I come back and now I'm invested in this. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, do I even want to spend the money on this shit now? Like, God damn it, now. Same. I'm, yeah, I'm, de- I'm deep invested now. I'm deep invested because I've came back so many people oh mm-hmm. this person can do it for you Not now I'm in it right. so it's like ah I can't back down now
1: mm-hmm. at that point it almost feels like a business proposal yeah. I'm just like this is supposed to be fun yeah. like I know for me it's like I, I guess impulse was probably the wrong word because it's like I've always known what I wanted mm. it's just setting aside the time has yeah. never been the thing like but I've got um, a penguin on my left shoulder that's a matching tattoo with my best friend Ashley yeah. and I remember being so nervous about that I lost sleep over that tiny little penguin. And then her and I, I was squeezing life out of her hand. And then I was like, all right, go for it. And then I hear, but I don't feel anything. So then I look down, I go, big smiley, you doing anything? And he goes, I'm done. I'm like, Uh... there's a penguin on my shoulder. So I was like, oh, that's not that bad. And then I got on my, each of my shoulders, the back shoulder, I have a quote from a poet from Right About Now,
0: actually. What? That's dope.
1: Yep. Jennifer, Nicole, and Southerly. I have... On my left shoulder, it says, I will not apologize for existing with Jennifer's initials. And then I have, I am on purpose on my right shoulder with Southerly's initials. Come on.
0: Yep. That's dope that's keeping it in the that's keeping it in the community right there that's for sure the, hell yeah! i
1: tell people i'm like quit with these amazing ass bars because i'm not made of money and i'm not made of skin right well i guess i am made of skin yeah,
0: but. we could just be a whole quotable walking billboard yes
1: i'm saying that i'm is just is like dope. instead of signing your books, just tattoo your quotes onto me oh,
0: quotes are quotes are pretty dope especially on people in certain places it's like mm-hmm. See. oh that is good for yeah, sure really enjoy yeah I like
1: what tattoos quotes. do you
0: have okay well alright so this right here is my interactive tattoo I put it up against my face and it's the it's the smiley smiley joker face
1: I love it
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it actually it's got color in it and everything I wanted to go in and have it glow in the dark mm-hmm. but this hurt like a motherfucker oh shit yeah so I was like one and done because I wanted to get one on this side like mm-hmm. happy sad uh-huh. like that you know uh, mm-hmm. laughing. I'll cry later This took two weeks Just for the swelling to go down And It still hurt like really? yeah, I mean not not bad uh-huh. but like you see how fat my hand is now so you know and I do construction so I had to wear a glove I had to wear uh-huh. a latex glove on I had to have it covered uh-huh. and put the latex glove on and then put my work glove on oh. just so yeah inside a glove just all moist and, and then I had to ah uh, I, I was can like, imagine Godly the heat working yes. in the heat too oh, is probably so not itchy. helping oh my goodness and then the glove barely fit because i have got I got like two pairs of gloves on, oh. and my hand is swole, swole. Oh my so god! So I'm like, ah, this is you know I got small gloves, uh-huh. and this is like I got a medium-sized hand now. Right? And this shit ain't <laughs> this shit ain't working, and uh-huh. if I it, I brush my hand up against anything. Oh, uh, my goodness. Mm,
1: that is a level oh, of pain I hope nobody ever has to experience. Oh I know all about that. Like, yeah. I went swimming. They said that you're not supposed to go swimming four to six weeks after a brand new tattoo. But my dumbass got that in June <laughs> because I'm like, oh, happy early birthday to me. Yeah. So then my friends throw me a birthday party. They don't tell me what we're doing. And they threw me a pool party. Gotta get and in. I was like, okay, well, I love y'all so much. <laughs> and I appreciate the sentiment. But do y'all understand what I just did? did so i got in the pool anyways after only three weeks and yeah did that you was keep not
0: about the water you just nope. like, fuck it, i just went right play. in <laughs>
1: uh, we have been drinking we have been smoking i'm like i'm getting in the water i'm getting in the water and you know what if i go to the hospital i go to the hospital is, this
0: with the Encanto ch- candle? is that that is that the yeah. one yeah <laughs> and it takes up a good chunk of my
1: arm too I was like, oh, welcome to the world of serotonin. We write poetry and we make bad decisions. That's what we do Are you, you going to get
0: it covered or is it like, fuck it? Are you, are you going to get filled in or are you going to just leave it as the Encanto Candle? or Are you going to try to like get a sleeve piece to cover it or something?
1: Um, I want to get some color and like fill it in with some color. Yeah. Um, but I've heard that colored ink hurts like a bitch. Yeah. That's what I've heard. I don't know if that's true or not. i got
0: color here. This is my other one. I drew it, and my brother tattooed it for me.
1: Oh, was that a is that a Pokemon?
0: It is the Batman symbol, but in my creation, I like to do as you as you see these little puzzle pieces. I call uh-huh. this an enigma. Ooh. So it's like a puzzle or a riddle, and there's hidden stuff inside it, like Arabic letters.
1: I approve. Yeah,
0: and uh, like I like hiding shit in this, like my drawings because I do. Um, I do graffiti art So mm-hmm. I don't know if I can I can find it anymore But my name's in there And shit Really? But yeah uh, You should
1: not have told me that no, I'm Now
0: I'm Oh here it is looking for it. There it is You see the E The L And then the Y And then there's a K Like right there
1: Bro I see it Yeah
0: So You yeah. hit that
1: good Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I literally <laughs> would have been Studying your entire arm For the next oh, two hours like Trying to Arabic find it Oh like
0: letter Right there uh, These These just did not age well I understand with the lines but yeah, I, like the, the guy did pretty good. He did man, pretty good. Is, so yeah, there's 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 many there's Jamaican flag in there like mm-hmm. right there, a Jamaican flag. And then my brother has Superman, so I'm okay. a Batman person. So Superman Batman. I love yeah. that. What yeah. You stay connected. Right. 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 People people look at it and people are like, man, what the hell is that? I ain't never seen that before. This because I drew it, and I don't think anybody does shit like that. <laughs> so that's the only reason I do things the way I do, is just because I want to be different. I want right. to stand out. You know that's why I come up with the shit that I do, and it's like, oh, okay, 'cause I've always been a kid that's like, oh, little, little small motherfucker over there, ah, uh, you know. It was like, mm-hmm. well, I don't want to be lumped in with all just the rest of small people. I want to be my own small person right. over here. So you know, I do things to stand the fuck out.
1: Exactly. You do what you gotta do to make your name heard. Like- yeah. You know, sometimes people don't understand. It's like when you've been the odd one out or something like that, or you've been the one that just doesn't fit in with everyone else, it's like sometimes that's for a higher purpose. Yeah. And, you know, when you're an adult and you finally find that voice, you can understand where it's coming from. But it doesn't change the loneliness that you experienced at the time. Like, I remember being the kid that didn't want to do sports, that, you know, was more into writing, that was like you know instead of trying to talk to the other kids like the other kids got in trouble for talking I was the one that was like speak <laughs> up oh my god and so when my teachers that knew me as like this quiet kid in the back they're like she gets on stage and does shows I was like yeah but yeah. then I go into my little corner in the back right, of this right room after. <laughs> uh, I was like I'm still that kid just yeah. in my own special way I'm one of
0: those kids I was punished a lot so I know what it's like to be alone mm-hmm. so I don't mind it I know how to go inside my own little head and do my own Thing, so now when it when it comes to me actually having my own little safe space to go to, mm-hmm. I love it. I don't I don't care to like I, I love to be around people and I like making people happy. Be like, oh, Kyle, your smile is infectious. It makes me feel so warm inside. It does. Good, good, good. I like that. I can't keep giving this to y'all though. Yes. I'm gonna go back in my little nook and right. hide out for a little while right yeah and
1: even if it's something that you do i mean that's a great quality to have but it shouldn't be an expectation right
0: from you. right i think that
1: for a lot of people they see someone that has a great energy about them they see someone that has a great aura about them someone that's just full of light and love they're like oh let me go get my straw real quick and it's like oh my Calm god the fuck down. <laughs> yes i like, was just gonna i have a say whole say last that. poem about it too it's like, like i
0: don't drink you can't drink all of it i need to go replenish you know oh my goodness uh i can exactly. only give you a little bit. You Why you gotta take my light? Uh, Like, golly.
1: Why can't they just use it as inspiration to find theirs? You know? Like,. I don't think I don't think people understand that at the end of the day, even if someone has a certain quality about them, like they're very loving and they're very bright, they're very cheerful, at the end of the day, they are human too. Yes. And how do you know that's not an act they're putting on? Right. How do you know that's not something that they mustered every ounce of energy that they had for that day just to get on that stage and make you smile and then they get home and they're like, how did I make it without falling asleep at
0: the wheel? Oh, yes. like, I
1: know that all too well. Like I remember um, – being that person that i was always told like oh i love your energy you have such yes. great energy about you and then you know when i went through a depressive episode in my spinal year of college to the point where i almost died from it mm. and then you know that kind of made me isolate and then when i finally come out of that and i'm finally getting back into the world and becoming a human again really that was a common theme it was like oh i missed that energy i missed your energy you didn't miss me where were you, you weren't calling me right. whenever he, i went you quiet just hit
0: my energy yeah. yeah.
1: I'm just like, oh, uh, oh. Uh, here, how about I tattoo the word energy on my fist and give you some right give
0: now? Give you some. <laughs> Knuckle sandwich, you hungry? <laughs> I love it. Coming with the pun. Hell yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, oh, got to gotta save our energy, man. You got to re And I've learned that because uh, coming from New Orleans and then being out here, mm-hmm. like what I did down there compared to how I'm doing it out here, I'm like. All right, I'm not as prominent on the scene, but also my mental is mm-hmm. nice. Like, I I, I'm, I i don't, there's not a haze. I don't black out from certain things. Like, I remember what I did the day before, mm-hmm. you know. Back then, I, I was just drinking, fucking oh, yes. wake up, like, yeah, fucking two hours of sleep, go to work, fuck, get off, and then, what's up, oh, Kyle, what's happening? Here's a beer. And it's like, ah, that one's on me, and it just, And fucking thirty six years of my life. Yeah, I remember those days. days. Oh my goodness! I get out here and I'm like, oh, I can take it easy. Mm -hmm. Like people and then like, I like the feeling that people kind of miss me as I as I'm like, oh man, where you been, man? I remember you. uh, Mm -hmm. Good to see you. Oh man, good to see you back out and shit. I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I ain't I ain't really going nowhere, but you know, I'm I'm here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just I'm not always out you're not gonna always see me because 'cause right. I'm an adult and I have adult things to do. Yes. <laughs> I can't it hits you hard. I can I know. I wish I could continue just to be out every day of the week. Texas mm-hmm. is a lot further than places in New Orleans, so mm-hmm. I can't just walk to the next place that I want to go to. Exactly. Out there it was really easy. You could just hit your ride, fucking walk to the next spot, whatever, however it was, bop, 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 just like that. Mm-hmm. Save gas. You can go for a whole week on mm-hmm. depending on where you're going. Probably like you fill your gas tank up. however much that is? Fucking, you probably won't have to fill it up again till mm-hmm. probably like Friday. Damn. You know? Yeah. Everything's so nice. close. Everything's so close. Mm-hmm. The furthest thing is probably like twenty minutes away. You know, the next place is probably I mean, like-
1: that's like the closest thing.
0: <laughs> exactly, and it's so so wild when you see them. Like, okay, this is new. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be able to be everywhere. It's just it, I just can't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to. I also, I'd be tired. Yes. <laughs> you get older, man. You got to get your rest in.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's like, okay, did you take your nap before your show? Okay, well, you're going to be a cranky bitch.
0: Cranky motherfucker. Yeah, I'd be trying. i will be thinking about taking naps. Uh, I believe, uh, I'm not sure how I got home, but I think I caught a few naps on the way home. And I was like, this is dangerous. It's like, shit. It's like,
1: oopsies. <laughs> okay, I know what I need to do. Right. <laughs>
0: I wasn't sleep sleep but I was driving slower than a motherfucker just listening. Yes. I'm like is this a 30? Oh it's a 45. Alright, let me speed the fuck up. God damn. I just I I don't even want to drive fast I'm so tired, you know? I it's hear just that. like let me just uh, but yeah, I've I've been learning I've been learning to to take my time. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you can do all this shit for the world, man. That that shit's going to come. Mm-hmm. Like Take your time because you only got one of these and you don't want to burn that shit up. Don't burn the life up. Like, you know, you got that energy that battery mm. energy cell during the day and you know if you don't recharge that motherfucker, you only got so much at the end of the day.
1: Exactly. Like, that's don't a burn poem. it up.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's good. All right. right. That is a poem. Workshop. That, that is a poem right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, for you, other than you know, taking your time to yourself, yeah. uh, what are some other things that you do to preserve your mental health and maintain that
0: status? Uh, I smoke a lot.
1: I hear that. That's I hear lot. that. Yeah.
0: That's that's one of the things that I do. I often, from time to time, like uh, a few months, like I, I give it a few months, but I go on an acid trip. Mm-hmm. Like I take a take a good dose of acid and I sit at the house and I think about things. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to see, I, I try to think about where I want to be and like, as I progress with my profession. Mm-hmm. And that's. That's such a good time. Like, I, I do it every so often. When I do, I have to make sure that the home is, everything is how I, I need it. Like, I need, mm-hmm. to, I need that, that safe space. I need to be clean. I don't need to see any clutter. I, oh, need, yeah. to, I, I need all the clutter gone. I need things to be cleaned up. And then, boom, mm-hmm. I go ahead and have my time. And I sit down. And I, I, I'll be ready for the world after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, every Thursday, me and my friends from work, we have a recharge and really? basically we uh yeah, we after work we go out to the forest mm-hmm. and we smoke.
1: That sounds heavenly. Yeah.
0: Oh, it is amazing. I'm gonna show you pictures after this of where we've been. Yes, and please. Yes, it is a good it's like just to to be like reconnect with nature. We saw deer today. Yeah.
1: Oh dear. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was so because like we've been we've been walking these trails for a minute now, like for about the past few months. Every Thursday for about the past two months lately, <laughs> and so it's just like, you know, we've never seen any wildlife out there. Mm. This time we actually saw deer. Oh like, my god. The deer were like right there, and I got pictures and everything. I was like, oh shit okay, there's nature out here and everything just felt connected. I, I get off. I feel like all of the, the weekends and the weeks woes, just kind of like, hi, ah, it'll be all right, man. You know, they just, ha ah, then I, you know, come back to the, come back to reality the next day and just be like, all right, deal with the word. I'm, I'm, ready mm-hmm. to deal with whatever is coming it, I feels like that is my battery recharge right there my my duracell battery like that's the C battery mm-hmm. the daily on I'm working with you know I got like a triple A cuz I'm small I see other people <laughs> will be double A I'm triple A you know <laughs> so you got to be careful you got to so I, I got to make sure make sure you recharge man
1: uh-huh yeah that's a good idea yeah I wish a lot of other workplaces will, like, incorporate that, including the smoking.
0: Yes, that would be helpful. Because, I mean, just... i see the things that... uh, I've built an Amazon for people, and, like, uh, I worked at the Amazon warehouse. Mm And, oh, not Amazon, Academy. But they're all kind of the same, kind Mm -hmm. of, sort of, when you're in there, and you just see the people, and it's just like, they all look like little drones, just... (laughs) Just, oh, you got to do this. Oh, you got to do that. Tooth, 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 tooth. Back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Just late hours and shit. Working yes. night shift. And it's like, you don't do nothing else besides this. This is your life. Like, mm-hmm. to see somebody work night shift, mm-hmm. like, that is a different, that that's a different world all oh, its own. God. Like right. I, Like, your body is, you, your body does something different when you acclimate to a night shift. Mm-hmm. And just to see those people just working like worker ants, just mm-hmm. like... Uh, going through the motions because like mentally it seems like your body should be fucked up like you should be asleep but -hmm. you're actually out doing strenuous work right now right and and you just come back and they work at 12 hours and shit and I'm like this ain't good yeah I did that for like 6 months I made a lot of money but I was Mm -hmm. like I couldn't get accurate it took me at least 3 months just to get back Mm -hmm. to like normalcy like I "I don't want to do that no more that was Fucking terrible, and mm. what that does to your mental, I'm oh. like, you motherfuckers are stuck like that. Mm-hmm. Like this is your, this is what you do. Like you don't switch over the days nothing. This is your life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you rarely get to see people because your yeah. time is at night. Like right. what are you doing on the weekends? Trying to catch up on sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and most of them work through the weekends overnight. I like, I can't. I. I That's making nah. me
1: depressed just thinking about yeah. that. I've never even done it before. Yeah,
0: and I'm like, no, nah, I did so. That's why I, I I continue to do what I do. That's why I continue to write. I continue to keep performing because I'm like, I don't want to be this.
1: Yes. Because you oh can my easily gosh. be that.
0: And it's not bad. <laughs> not saying that it's a terrible life or anything. It's just like, that ain't in us.
1: Oh, yeah. That ain't
0: in us at all. No, we're too creative for that. Like, exactly. yeah, uh-uh.
1: Like even at work, sometimes I have trouble concentrating where like even in my my notebook that I had that I had like my passwords and everything to all of my logins. Yeah. In that notebook is so many haikus. And I'm like, the I know one day if my boss picks up that notebook, which she would never do. But I'm like, if she picks up that notebook and sees what I wrote in there, I'm collecting unemployment <laughs> checks quick. Because like it always comes to me while I'm at work. Like one thing I'll always. do is if I get kind of overwhelmed or I'm like, I've been staring at this damn screen so long. My eyeballs are going to disintegrate out of my head. Um, Then I'll go for a walk outside. And my bosses, they're so lenient. They're like, sometimes I'll be gone for 30 minutes, an hour at a time. They're like, oh, you're back. Okay, I got something for you. They're so chill. I love it. Um, but I remember one of my poems actually came from a nature walk where I was like, I take inspiration from a lot of the weird things that happened to me. Like when I got a nail infection because the nail salon messed it up. They didn't seal it right. Oh, shit. So then I take off my nails and I'm like, why are my nails green? I thought it was like the paint or something. So I'm scrubbing it off and I'm like, that's
0: underneath my nail. That's disgusting. Oh, shit. I'm such
1: a girly girl. Did you feel it? No, thankfully. But I looked at it and I'm like, uh, it, it looks like the creature from the like the lagoon it looks yeah. like moss it was oh, nasty wow. so i was like okay how about i make a metaphor on it and sometimes i don't even think about it it just happens I'm over here like, okay, I'm treating this nail infection. I notice it immediately. I'm going to get taken care of immediately. And I'm like, well, what happens when you go through a depressive episode and you try and ride it out? And the next thing you know, you haven't seen your friends in a month. Oh, thank you, brain. So I'm over here and I'm like, I'm supposed to be training the new girl. And all I want is the new girl to go away so I can write this poem. Like, when I have a poem in my head and I can't get it out and someone's trying to speak to me, I'm just like... In the back of my head, I'm just like, no offense, but you need to walk away. You need to walk away. Okay,
0: I can't. Yeah, I I definitely... I I I, uh, I exclude myself. I'm like, yeah, hey, ho, oh, because mm-hmm. if I forget, I'ma go mental on everybody. Yes! so let me oh let me do this. Let me. It's right here. Mm-hmm. Let, it's it's gonna be quick. Let me just. Let me just get it out. Yeah. Because if I don't, I'm going to have a fit. Same. Ow, oh, my God. I
1: will throw, like, a little adult tantrum. Yeah. Someone stick me in a rage room with a mallet. Yeah,
0: like. no. People don't understand. they like, why are you so mad? You don't understand. I had some gold just now. That mm-hmm. could have been That could have a life or death poem. You just fucking made a race for my head because mm-hmm. you coming with this extra shit. Oh, a friend told me. What's up? He was like, whenever you're writing something, mm-hmm. sit there and write it at that moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: don't wait don't leave the area mm-hmm. because once you leave the area then you you've transitioned to another area basically Bruh. so your thoughts in this area are mm-hmm. still in that area they're going to stay in that area so if you go through the threshold into another area you've wiped the slate clean so you've you know how when people go in that into would a room? some shit yeah you know how <laughs> when you go into a room like I forgot why I came in here. Yes. That's exactly, that's exactly what's happening. Because you thought about that idea in that room, in the, in the, in the room that you were before. But uh-huh. as you came, as you walked through the threshold into another environment, you mm-hmm. wiped the slate clean and you just boom. Wait, why did I come in here? Yeah. That makes so much sense.
1: Yeah. Now I know because there's a poem that I'm writing in the back of my head and now I need to go sit in the parking lot of my friend's daughter's Catholic middle school. Just to get the same poem out. Yeah. I was writing in the back of my head when I was waiting to go in for the graduation and I'm thinking about it. The poem is going to be called something like Sorry for the Mess. And I make the metaphor of, like, my car, I need to clean out that car. It's bad. There is trash everywhere. I get shit about it all the time. So, like, anytime mm-hmm. someone gets in my car and they're just, you can see that they're visibly uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah. oh, push it to the back. Just <laughs> shove it to the back. And I make the comparison of, like, the mess in my head where yeah. there's so much of it. And I push it to the back, push it to the back. But you can only wow. do that so much. There's only so much room in there. You know, it's a skull. It's not outer space. It's a concrete area. There's so much square room in there yeah. to the point where it's going to spill over and it, I think I said something like as the driver it is my responsibility to clean out the clutter to ensure that my passengers are not subjected to a mess they didn't make oh. which is kind of like don't bleed on people who didn't cut you Get the so fuck like out of,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> but now layers. I need to go to that damn Catholic school parking lot <laughs> and just sit in the parking lot uh, and I'm yeah. gonna, what I'm going to do I'm going to sit in the parking lot not in the car but in the parking lot yeah. just me and my laptop and people are going to be like are you, are you about to make a circle if you know what i mean She's like no 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 no. i'm just writing a poem and they're like all right crazy
0: yeah. <laughs> the layers of that which you just told me just now and that how you constructed that poem and how how thoughts and imagery in your head works for you to be like, this is how this poem is going to go, and to take you from one level to another level. The inception of what you just did to me just now, I was like, that's exciting. I almost went on an acid trip. That's what it kind of felt like to me. I was like, oh, this had layers. This got deep, Sarah. Like, like, like ogre. has got layers. Yeah. <laughs> that was like parfaits. No. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, I love that. That. You're like you like an onion. You're blooming onion. Anyway. <laughs> Fuck yes, yeah, Sarah. That's what I'm talking about. See? That's why I talk to these that's talent just it just oozes. It oozes from creativity. And and the people that I talk to just because, man, we, we are all like-minded people, besides the normies. Oh, yeah. We're still.
1: Screw the normies. They're, they're muggles. They're muggles. <laughs> We're the wizards. Yes. Um,
0: We're the wizards, Harry. All right. Now. Before we get out of here, I like to do this uh, with every per- person uh, that I get on the podcast. Mm-hmm. When it's their first time, I like to give them a, we play a game of choices. Okay. Okay. You got four options and four choices. Hit All right. Now you got to be one, raise one, sell one, and then have relations with the other one. Okay. Okay. And your choices are a uh, mermaid, a magui, a Mexican, and a manatee. Uh, the
1: second one, I'm
0: going to be honest, I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. A uh, m- magui? What's Ma- that? Gizmo. Gizmo? Yes, Gizmo's actually he's 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 making a resurgence. Mm-hmm. He's uh there's um a show on HBO Netflix or something like that mm-hmm. uh, about Gizmo now. And I'll, I'll show you what Gizmo is. Gotcha. in just a second. And you know what a manatee is? The oh, sea of cows? Okay, okay, good. Sea cow good. <laughs> and this is oh, this is Gizmo. Gizmo Gremlin. That's Gizmo. Oh,
1: that thing. That's a magwai. Oh, God. Yeah. I remember that thing. My okay. friend's daughter made me watch <laughs> that movie. <laughs> ah, yeah. Ah, yes. And she was five years old. I was 24. She had to hold my hand. Oh. She had to hold my hand. <laughs> yeah. tell, it's going to be okay. No, yeah. it's not. That thing's going to crawl through the TV <laughs> like Samara from The Ring. And then we're going to have a situation. And then your mom's going to have to understand the concept of, I'm not watching that kid anymore.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. That that movie, is, uh, at my age, it did. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of scarring. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah, but that's that that's what a magwai is. So you got a mermaid, magwai, Mexican, and a manatee. B1, one, raise one, sell one, relations with the other one.
1: Okay. B one, sell one, raise one relationships. Yes. Okay. I would be a Mexican. Okay. I would sell I would sell the gremlin.
0: Okay. Okay, son of the Maguay, black market, getting a lot of money. You definitely, good. yeah.
1: Um, I would have relationships with the mermaid because women, lovely,
0: yeah. Um, Mer people, yeah. Check it exactly.
1: Out. <laughs> and I mean, hey, I, I apparently <laughs> I vibe well with the water signs, so you Hello. know. Um, <laughs> and sign. then I would raise. Is it the raise? Manatee? Yeah, yeah. I'd raise the manatee. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay, that yeah. was quick. That was really good. <laughs> you, you, you were straight to it. Some people have a difficult time. Really. Like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I've had somebody on here, like, the last 20 minutes was like, all right, so I'm a, so I'm a, wait.
1: They think they overthink it? Oh, do
0: they? Do, yeah. Oh, it get because there's certain stipulations depending on what you got. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are, if some people wanted to be a mermaid, if you're a mermaid having relations with a maguai, maguais mm-hmm. can't get wet unless if they do get wet, then <clears throat> the other gremlins pop out, and you can't feed them after midnight, or you'll cause a whole world epidemic, and mm-hmm. you got to be careful with that. Uh, but you know, so it all depends on how you're going to do it, and mm-hmm. uh, some people say, well, I can't be a mermaid because, like, you know, how how am I going to have relations? With a Mexican and from a mermaid, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, Jason Momoa is a mermaid, and they're like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. So you are like, well, hold on, let me do this over again, and uh, yeah. And there's so many, there's so many avenues that you can take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last person, Will, shout out, Will. He uh, he said he was gonna be a mermaid married to a Mexican, so they can have good fiesta dishes, and I am ruining it. But he went on a tangent that. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, and he said, yeah, we're going to have beautiful. Uh, just like you got to go back and listen to to Will Loden explain his B one, raise one, sell one, fuck one. His cho- his game of choice is just amazing. I'm like, yeah, I ain't <laughs> never had somebody take it that deep before. Man. Like, yeah, he had certain dishes for certain days for, mm-hmm. yeah, with the, with the I gotta kids. Listen I got to listen this. Oh, was really good. It was really good. I haven't put that one out yet, but, you know, these are all, they all backlog. So, you know, keep on listening. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, man, let everybody know where they can find you, Sarah.
1: Um, so you can find me on Instagram at serotonin621. That is S-A-R-A-H-T-O-N-I-N, 621, which is my birthday. It's coming up. Oh, nice. Gemini Cancer Cusp, baby, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's that it way. I'm going to be 26. Oh, my God. I'm turning
0: 26. <laughs> Hello. Oh, that, <laughs> that real that, adulthood's that quarter, coming. That past that quarter of a century now. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. My kneecaps yeah.
1: are already feeling it. Oh, they, yeah? The prefrontal cortex, that, that bitch is doing oh, it's just it's fine. It's developed
0: right now, huh? It's the kneecaps. Yes. Oh, you know they what? Hurt. It's like a conveyor belt after 25. Those really? numbers just keep going up after that. And it uh, do not stop. Yeah, they just keep going. It's like... Well, what happened to 26? Oh, shit, 28's here? Oh, 28 was nice. What happened to that? Oh, shit, 32's here? Oh, that was nice. What happened to that? And just shoof, shoof, shoof. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Oh it's my God. cool, though. You know, you're probably going to stay like this for a very long time, though. You know, I've stayed like this for for, for quite some time. Uh, the, the stress is coming, though. As you can see, there's little grays popping out. Where? I can't. It, there's some of them. I don't know. They're... they're, they're I got the bun up, so you might not be able to see it. That's I called know.
1: imagination, honey.
0: Yeah, I, I got a gray. good imagination. It's one of them. I can't really find it at the moment, but I know it's coming. My mama and my daddy got all gray. My brother, he gray. He forty-two, and it's like it just runs in the family. I know if I stay less stressed, though, all of them got kids, and I ain't got none yet. So, I hear that. hence why I don't have the grays like they got the grays. You know that's so, understandable. My yeah. dad had me
1: at thirty-seven when bald very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> then again he had one kid I'm an only child and I think that was on purpose Whoa. because I had the personality of like six kids
0: I could imagine
1: all different like neurodivergencies and yes. I think they took one look at me and said ah uh-uh. <laughs> no we're, we're too <laughs> old <out> for that <laughs>
0: what well, it done thank you yes oh hell yeah well thank you Sarah this was fun you know how we've thank been on you. we've been on here for hour 10 damn yeah I told you it just be happening so yeah just,
1: we just get going we don't stop it.
0: yeah that's what happens when you got like minds man people in the same realm the energy just feeds off each other exactly well, time wise yeah, when you're man. having fun well this has been tell me a joke the guy lying and chasing the dream uh, I'm your host the maniacal thing like a pimp man slip back and keep playing and joking